And here we are, two episodes into, yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. A monthly Big Lebowski podcast. They said it wouldn't happen. They said it was a stupid idea and they didn't want to be on the show, but I showed them. Today on the podcast, I am talking to a guy that I write with because I also write lots of other stuff and you can see the things we have done on the website, toppatsandcanes.com. He is a co-host of the ever-popular Simpsons podcast, The Simpsons Analytical Study Show, where we discuss Simpsons questions at a depth of focus and intelligence that is totally not necessary. And he is a co-writer of the very popular series a few years ago, The Handsome Contest. His name is Chris Howard. He is a smart man about town, a man of the globe, and he didn't like the movie as much as I like the movie, but he still appreciates the movie. That's why we do this show. We do the show to get all the different opinions of this great movie in one thing. And he's a guy with a different opinion of it. Somewhere erking between it's great and it's not as great as, it, as everything else that Coen Brothers have done. So we'll get right on to this. I just want to say before we do, this is the first podcast of the many podcasts you can find on topicsagains.com that I did with new microphones. And the new microphones that I was so excited to use, I plugged in and started recording straight away. Didn't really play back until I was done. They didn't uh, set up that well, so I had to process the sound through the editor twice. I, I've got rid of a lot of the background noise, but it's not as pristine and great a sound as the other shows on TopHatsAndCanes.com, which you should go to, and you know what, you can also get the Simpsons podcast on YouTube if you just type in Simpsons Ass Podcast. What was my point there? Oh yeah, my point is, uh, this sound isn't probably not as good as the sound as the first one, but it's still audible. So yeah, uh, listen, abide, share around, and if you want to come on the show, drop me an email at tophatsandcanes at outlook.com. Alright. Rolling, so, here we go. Here we are. Yeah, we are again. Yeah. Say again, because uh, Chris Howard, see, this is like a life podcast as well, Chris, so people don't know who life. you are. Yeah. <laughs> They need to know Chris Howard, the do the they, man. Yeah. Can, can anyone know Chris Howard, the no, man? No, no. no an enigma and a riddle, and a man who has meetings and places. One apparently. of my best friends, Jim, actually said that I'm very difficult to know, and he's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Take of that what you will. So, Chris, um, how do I know you? Um, you went to school with my little brother. I sure did. You did. And then uh, I met Chris in McDonald's somewhere, as I yeah, remember. I think yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Can't really remember. All these minor people in my life. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then we started writing together yeah. because we're both of the same comic mindset. Yep. And you're much easier to write with than some other people that are going to be on this podcast at yep. some point. <laughs> you just sit there pitching these garbage ideas. <laughs> And not only that, they stop you in the middle of pitching your great idea to go, yeah, that's great, but what if instead of X we did Y? And like, uh, fucking no, we're doing X. Just agree with what I'm saying. Put it in the maybe pile. <laughs> <laughs> you know that idea. Like, in yeah. maybe pile. <laughs> well, you once described me on uh, the acclaimed internet show, The Handsome Contest, yeah. as the the ugly gargoyle that hangs off the cathedral of your ideas. I yes, I remember that. I think it was actually your <laughs> words that you put into my <laughs> mouth. <though. laughs> But, at the same time, very apt descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> You're Fair the face, uh, and the brains, and the charm, and the charisma, and I am. And the talent, yeah. And the guy who does all the buttons and stuff. Yeah. 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 But Fair the buttons enough. need to be done. It's an important job to do. Okay. So, the the big Lebowski, Chris. Yeah. 
the greatest movie of all time or just the greatest movie of all time? Those are your two um, options. Neither. Oh, boo. Neither. Boo. Yeah. Well, okay, so wh- what is mentally wrong with you? <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's a strange one. I feel bad saying it. I don't think The Big Lebowski is a terrible film. Or anything like that. I, I, I really like The Big Lebowski. I've seen it many, many times, but I don't get the whole... Not even in the top five? No. Top ten? Not even top ten. Not even the top ten? No. Top twenty? No, it's 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 top three Coen brother. Mm. Coen Not even the no, number one. No, 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 um, man. No, I, I, it's a good film. It's a good film. I just think it's a busy film. I think there's too much going on. That's one of its main draws. Is that there's a lot going on. I, 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 I don't know. It's See, what are your favorite Coen brothers movies then? My favorite, but again. I'm not a big fan of the Coen Brothers anyway. My favourite is No Country for Old Men, but only because I'm a big Cormac McCarthy fan. And it's basically almost verbatim to the book. So I really like that film. Um, and it's a bit of a, sh- a change from their kind of madcap comedies that they tend to do. They are madcap in a really Well, when they try, it's like, way. you know, when you compare, like, the lady killers to, you know, Wire and the Blood, it's just like they do yeah. anything and everything, don't they? And then probably Miller's Crossing. A handsome movie about men in hats. Yeah, it's a very good film. Nothing um, happens in Miller's Crossing. It looks gorgeous, don't get me wrong. It's a really nice nothing shot. Nothing happens in this. Loads of happens in no, this. Nothing happens There's in a this. kidnapping. There's no. a, a peed on rug. There's loads the, of... The car that gets smashed. There's nihilists. There's Chinamen. There's stuff with a uh, porn like producer uh, for some reason. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's all just like loose threads that don't go anywhere. There's they no tie up together at the end completely. The nihilists are sleeping with Bunny, who's part of the, the dude's introduction to the dude and why they're pissing on the rug. It's like they're trying to do like a, I don't know, like a hard-boiled detective novel, but their own take on it. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Raymond Chandler, but it's just not as good. Uh, it is, like, supposedly it's just meant to be like a noir film set in, you know, LA, which is like yeah. nice and bright and colourful and stuff, and... The crime's not very big. It's just like a peed on rug and a lady who's not been yeah. kidnapped. But no, I, get, I get all like the snowballing thing. I think you know it's not like I'm making it sound like I'm attacking the film. I don't. I don't dislike the film. You've put you've put me in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I, I would recommend the film to anyone who hasn't seen it. But at the same time, I'm not in this kind of like. I quite like, for example, the little offshoots. I do like that. There's like that dude festival, and I like yes. that one of my best friends. See, he absolutely adores this film, and it's it's great if you you know like what you like. I'm not going to say don't like it, but for me, it's not. What about the dudeist religion? I don't know a lot about it, but it definitely intrigues me. I like when religions spark up yeah. because I don't really believe in it. It's basically just about abiding. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, what better character from any movie could you think of to make a religion after? Yeah, definitely. If you had to like hold a gun to my head and pick someone to follow, <laughs> it would probably be him. Not that I like l- have a lifestyle similar to him, but I'm very much of the you know just let someone be and let them do it. There you do, go. You know? That's fine. I'm I'm all for that credo. That's great. But um, yeah, no, I, that that yeah, bizarrely, that's got nothing. This is not not got nothing to do with the film. But hmm. I feel like this film, in a similar way, like to Star Wars, it's got like a whole thing around it. Yeah, not just definitely does. Anymore. Just a smaller version, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not obviously not to the same scale, of course, but it it is just like it's it's an entity in itself, and I, I suppose that's what cult films are, aren't they? But this is like the cultiest of cult films. Probably one of the originals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like cult films. There's often they're often cult for a reason. Even if it's like a really bad film, it's normally cult because it's so bad it's good. This isn't bad at all. It's it's beautifully shot. Like I mean. The Julianne Moore. Oh, the uh, the painting yeah, stuff. The painting yeah, yeah. Stuff. Everything like I don't know who did the cinematography because I haven't really paid much attention, but 
he'll say something. But what would you say is like your favorite movie? Oh my god, I hate this question. <laughs> it's too hard. I can't pick a favorite movie. I can pick well, like uh, a favorite style of movie, favorite genre of movie, like favorite director or most watched director mm. or. Are you a man of the art cinema? Is what I mean. I mean yeah, yeah. I don't like, but I don't like to think of myself. I mean, I'll say that, but I've got some friends out there who just like laugh their heads off if I say that. I'm just because they're more proper, arty. Yeah, yeah. proper cineast. Cineast is that a word or just a snide no, head? Cineast. That's definitely a word. <laughs> and I always feel like completely inadequate when I speak to people like them. But um, no, I, I do. Favorite director? It's such a guy. Because I, I haven't met a director where I love everything they've done. Mm. I love Jacques Audiard, the French director. Most of his stuff I've really well, enjoyed. Well, if you like French directors, then you're in a cinema arse already, you know? Cinema <laughs> arse. <laughs> that, that's just the, the, the watermark there. Paolo Sorrentino, I love him. He's a Italian, but they, he's a quite modern director. So well. you're one of the people who likes all, like the, the art of cinema and all that stuff, and yeah. yet this movie does not appeal to you as much I'm as not, one of those. It doesn't appeal to me. I'm, it doesn't, it's not, I'm not saying the movie is bad. I'm just saying it's not in my top ten. It's not my favorite. Not my favorite Coen, but it's not. I think it's a very good film. So there's just nothing that's resonated with you in it. It has resonated. I've mm. rewatched it. I made my wife watch it the other day. She'd never seen it before. But um, I haven't got any burning desire to necessarily watch it five times a year. I'm trying to think of the films that I've rewatched the most. Um, the probably the most recent film I've rewatched the most is that Assassination of Jesse James by DiCaprio before. How would you watch that again? It was so slow. <sighs> So good that film. Um, I've rewatched that the most recently of a recent film. Um, the Great Beauty by Sorrentino. I've seen that about five or six times. I'm not sure if that for you. So yeah, there you go. That's where I'm coming from. So like my most rewatched compared to yours are like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, this Wayne's World. <laughs> Could not be more different. And yet here we are, two people who work together it. creatively and on the same on the same way about a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I enjoy all those films. Mm. They're not like they're bad films at all by any stretch. Um, Monty Python in particular is like absolute genius. 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 <laughs> I actually think it is. I think I've looked this up before. I think it's geniuses, and it's like I've heard the term genius before. I think it's genius. So. If anyone's listening to this, if anyone listens to this, <laughs> big Lebowski fans yeah. are, so they've already stopped <laughs> listening to you. <laughs> Go on then, Liam. Spin it round. Why is it? Why is it this incredible film? Why is it this incredible? Well, yeah. because of so much what happens in it. For one, the fact that it's one of those movies. The more you watch it, the more you see, and there is that many layers of it that I'm pretty sure I don't know half of them. Like the the character of Walter. What's that about? I've come up with a theory mm. rewatching this the last time I did this with Neil. I I reckon that he is just like the to be symbolic of the American culture of the time. He's you know post-war, itching up for another fight, but at the same time he's very standoffish about it. If you notice, he repeats himself a lot, and he repeats himself when he's asked the question. He just wants confirmation. So it's like the error of the time, the government of the time, saying like, is this oh. what we're gonna do? This is what we're gonna do. This is what you want us to do. But it just reminds me. These are all like the more political wars, not send the lads off to war, but send them off into the desert. Does it actually mean that? Like the writer Saul Barrow, I love him, and he won the Nobel Prize of Literature, an absolute genius. And there's like a a good video you can probably find on YouTube where someone asked him at like a lecture. He was in a lecture at university. Mm -hmm. Did this? Did you mean this in this book? 
and he goes, oh yeah, that sounds good. I definitely meant that. <laughs> and he basically elucidated how like people can read things into your creative. Oh work. totally, but and if it's good, then you'll adopt it. But otherwise, you didn't necessarily mean to do it. Is it is it there to be read into? Like, have they left it ambiguous and purpose? Like the fact that they've mentioned the 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 uh, the conflict at the beginning there, and then it's never and again. I think they've done that on purpose. Just go like, okay, so from now on, whatever you read into with that. Is but what isn't it that is. the same as just any sort of hard pull detective novel anyway? They they have to have these kind of little alleyways that go not necessarily don't go anywhere but lead you off in different directions. It's not necessarily have any sort that's of. That's I've never thought about that because like a lot of the the hard boiled detective stuff, it was it was all post war two World War Two, yeah. wasn't it? Because people were more bitter and jaded. I mean, that's what they've gone for. Maybe that's why it's in it. Maybe, maybe. And the case I made was: is it a war movie because there's a Creedence Clearwater revival song in it, which there always <laughs> is in an R movie. <laughs> Maybe I, again, I haven't studied it as half, half as much as you. I think they put a lot of this stuff in just to like test people. Do they like what? What do you think? You know, is is that what you wanted to read in there? Like the music, the I the last song in the movie is uh, Towns Van Zandt. You remember the song? Uh, it's a, it's a really sad, slow cowboy song, mm. and it's so out of like the message of the movie because like the last thing is Sam Neill saying to like, saying to like the camera like, like oh you know. Uh, Life ends and life begins. It's all going on. Uh, mm. The dude's happy, so, you know, it could be worse. But then the song Dead Flowers is about a guy shooting up heroin because he can't be with anything else. What does mm. that mean? I don't know. There's so much juxtaposition of shit going on in here. And they are smart guys. It's possible they put all these layers in, but... I mean, this was what, their, like, fourth or fifth film? Somewhere around there. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they get into that pace where they can probably get away with really being quite meta and this, this stuff. But I don't know. I don't know. You've done far. You've obviously studied this film. You're part of the cult. I am part of the cult. Yeah. Um, performances all again. around I was as well. Say the performances are. I mean, the cast is great. Really. Yeah. It's one of these casts as well that, at the time, I thought it was good. But even in retrospect, it's like, fucking hell. Like, there's some great performances and there's some good actors in it. John Goodman knocking the shit out of this movie. Yeah, yeah. And John Goodman does great Coen Brothers stuff. Yeah. And uh, of course. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, very quiet, not doing much because he did so much in the last movie. Yeah. They wanted to give him a, a a a part where he could act with his body <laughs> as opposed with his mouth. Jesus, John. I John Talatalalo. Guess I pronounced his yeah. name. Again, criminally underused in this. It's a great cast. Isn't it? Isn't it? Have I just got? Maybe I've made this up. Isn't it? Wasn't the talk of making a separate film about him at some point? Or have they, I just they, they made they made slash are making something, but he hasn't said what it is. So it could be like a people are just assuming. Yeah, it could be a series, it could be like a movie, or it could be like a character based on him. I'd watch that. But would you watch a series about a pedophilic bowler? Why not? (laughs) I've seen Oz. (laughs) Doesn't get much darker than Oz. True, no. I reckon they're gonna like recon it in in this if it's a series. They're just gonna like, oh no, he just got, you know, someone said something that didn't happen, and he had to live with it. Something. This was, you know, you you see all these adaptations of like films into TV shows now. Most of them are awful. Mm-hmm. Like the Animal Kingdom, that's a great film. And why on earth has decided to make a TV show? I have no idea. Did you see the Fargo TV show? I like the first season. Haven't seen the second one. Third first one's definitely the best. Is it? Second yeah. One? Okay. Third one, the new one was out last uh, last oh, really? year. It was okay. I mean, it was just yeah, good for watching you and McGregor take play two people. But again, it uh, I know that I've heard them say that they're not massively involved because I think it's just they're in within the same universe. It's not connected to Fargo, is it? Um, just like the the, like the, the money that they found in the end of the first one like that's it nothing else that's it yeah. so no but 
they could make a series out of this only because there's so many characters who you could, you could potentially have got interesting stories around. Yeah, but recasting those people just wouldn't work now, would it? No, you couldn't have bridges. Everyone's dead now, <laughs> and everyone's dead or too busy to, to be there. You probably could have Bridges and Goodman and, yeah, I was going to say Buscemi, but that's not how that goes. Not in real life. Yeah. In, in the film. <laughs> yeah, every second there. <laughs> Some sort of breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I hope Steve Buscemi doesn't die. Yeah, he does. I'm going to blame you. Yeah, <laughs> it's all going to fall on your head. A strange film. Um, this would make a great TV show. Yeah, but you need the right cast on you. You know, you're not going to get Jeff Goldblum on TV anymore. Oh, what a shame. Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Bridges. <laughs> that Jeff Goldblum or... E- either or. <laughs> either or. I think he might do. I don't know. I saw him in that Hell or Hell or High Water. That was pretty good. I haven't seen that yet. That's pretty good. Mm. Worth a watch. Bit on the nose for the, for the bank stuff. You get it. Um, What's your opinion on the, the nihilist in this film? What's that about, Chris? I, honestly, I think it's just they've discovered what nihilism is and they've decided to <laughs> they just shoved it in there. Yeah. It's not a, a nod to the fact that nihilism is a, an important part of Buddhism, but we don't discuss it as nihilism within Buddhism. If we, you we want just to believe that, then yeah, you can believe that. Um, I don't think that's the case. I just think it's just something extra they've just sprinkled in. There's lots of like knowing jokes, which is fine if you're in on the jokes, but if you're not in on the jokes, it's kind of lost. So, yeah, maybe I need to study it more and be in on the in on the in jokes. Well, I don't want people studying the movie. I just want people enjoying the movie. I enjoy the movie. I enjoy the movie. You just put me in a, in a, in a corner and I have to crack my arm. I mean, this is a man who's never seen Roadhouse. So. <laughs> <laughs> you think Roadhouse is not like a cult movie, though? It's not like Roadhouse is a cult movie. It's almost a def- dictionary definition of a cult film. Is it? It's not a good film. It's not a good film? No. As a standalone thing, it's not a good film. But there's so much to, like... It's got got a lot of heart as Roadhouse, a lot of heart. Why have I, don't I never heard mean. anyone talk about Roadhouse as I don't much know as what I that have today? I've just come out with it, but it's, <laughs> it's a film where I can just watch it again and again. I don't get anything from it whatsoever. It's just for some strange reason quite likable. All right, I'll watch, I'll watch Roadhouse this weekend. It's not art cinema. It's the uh, same with Point Break. Maybe it's just Swayze. <laughs> Maybe you just got a thing for Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze, man. R.I.P. Definitely that man. Hey, yeah. he's definitely dead. Definitely dead. But yeah, no, Pat Point Break again. There's so much wrong with that film, but it's somehow really good. <laughs> oh, if you say I so. I like. I think I just like late '80s, early '90s action films. Like, Do you think when people like set up movies, like they say, "Oh, you've got to watch this. It's brilliant." Do you think that like it brings you in at the, like too high a standard? Yeah, maybe. I, I I don't try I don't read any film review magazines mm. or anything. I try and keep not because it's like uh, it's beneath me or anything. I just feel like I'd like to give them fresh eyes. It's, it's yeah. annoying when someone's like this is critically acclaimed. Mm. You go in and you go like oh, it's alright. I never watched uh, Blade Runner for for years and years mm. and years because like everyone just talked about how great it was and it was like it's still nothing about it looks that cool to me. I only really sat down and watched it when your dad said how much you liked it. Yeah, that's the reason I got into Blade Runner, because it's one of my yeah. favourite films, yeah. And I said, well, Mr. H likes it, who, who's a great, great guy. And I, yeah, I watched it, but then I was like, oh, this wasn't much of anything. No, my dad loves that film. But, but your dad said you also have to watch it on a good TV, and I wasn't watching it on a good TV. You've got to watch it on a good TV, and you've also got to watch the right, the right cut, because yeah, there's like yeah. five different versions, and it's really strange. One of them, I only watched it for the first time the other day, actually, there's a version which has like... Um, Harrison Ford's character, <coughs> sorry, got a sore throat, and narrating over it, 
like a hardball detective, mm-hmm. like a noir. And I think it ruins it. Some people will love it. I think it ruins it. Is Blade Runner the sci-fi version of The Big Lebowski? Uh, without the comedy, yeah. <laughs> Possibly. No, I, I mean... I think. Oh, I'm just watching, re-watching this because I'm going to get from the laugh. The varmint. Varmint, I could say. Yeah, the varmint. Yeah. Cool, nice varmint. It's like a weasel. That's okay. Interesting. What's his name as well? The German actor guy. He's in that Dancer in the Dark film with Bjork on. The the dude who's in all the from Fargo. Yes, him. <sighs> Something I don't know. He's actually, I've German, isn't he? I think. Yeah. I've seen him in loads of stuff. I always recognise him because you do, but like yeah. he's good. He's got a TV show now called Swedish Dicks, which is about two Swedish people in America who are private detectives. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Done a lot of good work. <laughs> yeah. Is this Flea's in it as well? Isn't he? Yeah. Flea is also in Point Break. Is he? Well, no, there you go. Not actually, oh. Anthony Kiedis <laughs> is in Point Break. Not actually, Pepper Jinx. No, look at that. Anthony Kiedis actually is in Point Break. Okay, so enough about Point Break. We <laughs> 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 let's 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 uh, wrap this up then. Um, how do we how do we sum this up? So I don't know. Isn't it you were telling? I mean, I I had no idea what what the reason was for doing it. So apparently, it's the reason for doing it was I think it's the kind of movie that you can have so many different opinions about. We've only done two so far. First one we did with Griffiths was like, oh, I haven't seen this in ages, but watching it back, I I remember how great this is. Right. So, th- when was the last time you watched this? Uh, it was about three months ago. My wife. She'd okay. Never seen it before. Yeah. So. And I must admit, I was the one in a similar situation to you, like going, "This film's great." Yeah. And she enjoyed it, but she was just like, "Not that bothered." Um. But Women can't watch movies properly. Wow. There you uh, go. I said it. The internet. Just. Um. <laughs> I, I'm distancing myself from him now. But I think it's just a great movie to bring people together. To, this <laughs> to bring, people, to bring together. people together, yeah. You know, to have filmic discussions. Like Care Bears. Ma- ma- yeah, maybe. Well, it's like you said about cult movies, isn't it? It's like you could sit down and watch The Room at any time with anyone. Yeah, that. And there's, there's always going to be one fucking stick in the mud who goes like, oh, well, this isn't very good. And you're like, no, no, that's the point. Whereas, like, with you, you say, oh, there's a lot going on in here. And I go, no, no, no Chris, that's the point. It's a, good, it's a really good film. Um, it's just, they don't think it's the film for everyone. He doesn't think it's the film. It's not, it's not the one film. There's so many, so many of the films you can see before this. Um, yeah. And it's not even the best comedy movie. If you don't like No Country for Old Men, then you're just wrong. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> strong opinions there from Chris. I'm wrong all the time, Howard. No, 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 no. But thank, thanks for taking the time no to worries. to discuss the movie, and maybe I can do this again with your friend who sounds like a, a better I person. I think it's deep to come, yeah. yeah. He, he probably will just talk too much about how much he loves it. But yeah. That's exactly the, the fucking do. thing we need. Yeah. <laughs> Fair